0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to GatorsBreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Phil Steele doesn't have the Gators in his top 25? you Not sure I agree with that. That's coming up next here on Gators Breakdown. Gators breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. All right, here we are again for another Gators breakdown. Thought of the day on this Monday, July 12th. Man, summer's flying by. Summer's flying by. We got a week till SEC Media Days. A week till SEC Media Days. Lot to uh, lot going on next week, but a lot to discuss here on this episode of Gator Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Today's topic, today's thoughts, um, very surprising, very surprising to me. Uh, Phil Still, everybody knows his preseason magazine that comes out every summer. We've had our preseason magazine discussions about a month or so ago. Uh, but Phil Still, you know, his uh, comes out a little bit later than Athlon and Lindy's. Comes out with his top 25 and the Gators. The Florida Gators are not in Phil Steele's top 25. Whew, that's kind of surprising to me. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into my thoughts of uh, why I disagree with that um, wholeheartedly. Uh, it's not even close to me. Uh, Florida should be a rent team. Uh, but Phil Steele does not. We'll get into some of his reasoning here uh, that, uh, about – um, how he ranks the teams. Uh, and but still, uh, I don't think of any parameter how you rank before season, after season, you know, however you decide to rank your preseason top 25, that uh, Florida should not be in that top 25 somewhere. And we've already discussed a lot of the preseason polls that have come out between these preseason magazines and websites, and Florida's firmly in that top 15. Um, couple of them have, I think, Florida 17th around there, but uh, at least ranked. Uh, but Phil Still, who gets a lot of credit, um, you know, does not have the Gators <clears throat> in his top 25. So I'll go through and we'll start um, with his top 25. You'll hear some of the teams that I mentioned in this top 25, and you'll probably think to yourself, how are those teams ranked and not Florida? I'll quickly go through that top 25. Some teams catch my eye, we'll, I'll discuss, but uh, I already got in my thoughts uh, as well. Number one, probably some surprise uh, as well, uh, Oklahoma is number one in Phil Steele's top 25, not Alabama, not Clemson, not Ohio State. Oklahoma, Phil Steele has, and I guess given a whole lot of credit for how they ended the year uh, last year, of course, including the big win over Florida and Cotton Bowl. Number two, Phil Steele has Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Clemson. Number five, Georgia. Six, Texas A and M. You know they lose quarterbacks. <laughs> I lose a quarterback as well uh, in Kellen Mond, but uh, Jimbo Fisher's getting a whole lot of credit uh, here and keeping Texas A and M in the top six. So that's one I'm I'm just not sure. I know Florida loses a lot. I, I don't get the whole keeping Texas A and M in the top ten much less really close to five and, you know, penalizing Florida a whole lot. So I don't know, maybe they do have a really good defense. They have, they are returning a really good defense running game is pretty good as well. They are replacing quarterback. So maybe with a defense and a running game to help a quarterback, uh, that's why Texas A&M can stay up there in the top 10. They have recruited really well uh, there, but, I you know, I guess my problem is I don't really have an issue with Texas AM in the top ten, but if you're gonna penalize Florida at the same time, that's probably there's another team I'll use in kind of that example uh, later on as well. Uh but um you know, we'll uh, we'll kinda we'll kinda see uh <laughs> where um where Phil still has them as the Gators. And uh especially as I said, I added the top twenty five. You know, look, if you go to the next team, Notre Dame at number seven, another team that loses the quarterback. Uh, a lot of talent as well uh, for 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 Notre Dame, uh, and um, you know a pretty hard schedule as well. But another team that stays in Phil Steele's top ten: Iowa State, number eight; Washington, number nine; Cincinnati, number ten. That's you know we we've seen Cincinnati in every poll uh, up there comfortably in that top ten. Wisconsin, number eleven. North Carolina, number 12, about as low as we've seen them in a lot of these preseason polls. USC, number 13. Penn State, number 14. That was kind of surprising to me there. Utah, 15. Not sure uh, I see that one uh, either. Miami, number 16. LSU, number 17. I'll get into that later. Uh, But remember that one. Indiana, number 18. Didn't, Didn't Ole Miss beat Indiana in a bowl game last year? Hmm. Yeah. Oregon, number 19, about as low as we've seen them in Phil Steel's rankings. Texas with a new head coach in Steve Sarkeesian and all their issues that they've had over the last few years. They're ranked in Phil Steel's top 25 at number 20. Arizona State, number 21. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns at 22. Iowa, 23. Coastal Carolina, 24. TCU, 25. There's the top 25. As I mentioned, there are no Florida Gators. In Phil Steele's top 25, he has the Gators, number 27. You can say they're splitting hairs, of course. Uh, there's not much difference between 27, 25, 24. You know that top 20 uh, there. But, I mean, really Florida behind TCU, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana. I mean, and look, we'll get into how Phil Steele comes up with this. Um, rank 27th to open the season, says a challenging schedule combined with heavy talent losses will cause Dan Mullen's team to go in the wrong direction this season. And still notes his preseason poll is not his power ratings. Florida would be higher in his power ratings. But they take into the account, they take into account the totality of the circumstances that I feel each team will face in the 2021 season, such as schedule strength, faux schedule, which means like your opponents if they're coming off bye weeks before they play you, or who they are playing before they play you, um, and experience edges at the start of the year, and so forth. So he really weighs the schedule here uh, for Florida and um, what the schedule, you know, what those same teams for Florida is going to face on a more difficult schedule. Uh, what those two, what, the, what those teams are doing a week. Two weeks before Florida, who are they playing? Do they have a bye week? Such like stuff like that, you know. While, and I'll go into my thoughts kind of there, but it, it, what this really is, so it's not a preseason poll per se. It is how Phil still thinks the teams will finish. So it's it's he's weighing schedule. He's basically predicting Florida won't do good with that kind of, with, with that kind of schedule. This is not a preseason you know where where schedule doesn't really matter and, and it shouldn't in traditional preseason polls you know your ap um your coaches or whatever poll that the playoff committee wants to use that they kind of hide or whatever you know that shouldn't that shouldn't include schedule straight or anything like that you know it's, teams should start where you know how good you think teams are not you know the schedule will play out <laughs> and uh so that's how most preseason polls are done and I don't, look, I don't care how preseason polls are done. You know, if, if you're saying this is a predictor of how the season will finish, then, OK, uh, I, I can I won't I won't buy Florida being out of top 25. But I get your reasoning. Now, if you were if you were to say Florida should start the season unranked, I will highly, highly, highly disagree with that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Phil still this his top 25 or how he thinks the teams will finish uh, the season. I think most of them. Uh, do it that way because uh, that's how they, at the end of the year, get to say we were the most um, accurate in our preseason polls. So you, know, so you you get that, and that's why a lot of them don't go away from the standard top four or five teams that you see uh, recently. I mean, why, why would you? Those same four or five teams are fighting for the playoff spots every year. So you're going to always see Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia until – that formula changes uh, for for those four or five teams that are seem to be competing for those pl- playoff spots. So, you know, going into what Phil still says, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Florida does lose a lot of talent. Um, but what this kind of omission from his top 25, what it tells me is he doesn't believe Dan Mullen has built a roster good enough to overcome last year's losses and doesn't believe that he can – head coach his way out of a perceived talent dip. Uh, and look, this is a, a, it's a preseason poll How more he have how he thinks teams will finish. But no matter how you look at it, it would take Florida, with that schedule and being in the SEC, it would take Florida five losses to not be ranked. Uh, four losses and you'll be ranked. And Florida's schedule really isn't all that hard outside of Bama and Georgia at LSU in there you know, as well, because you know, they beat Florida last year as a bad team. Or, you know, they'll bounce back and be more like the LSU that we know. So you know, you, you must include, if you're looking at <clears throat> Florida's schedule and games they could possibly lose, you start with Alabama, you start with Georgia, and you throw LSU in there too because they did beat Florida last year, even as a bad team. And traditionally, LSU is a, is a team that gives Florida fits. Back and forth between Florida and LSU, so you you include LSU into that. That that's three games I think where Florida wins at least one of them. I don't think they win all three, but they win at least one of them. I I think that's how I think the season plays out. We'll get into that closer as the season goes with predictions and stuff. But just based on trying to have a rebuttal for Phil Steele here, I mean I'm looking at three games for Florida. I think they win one of those, um, and. I don't know. You know, for, for LSU last year, it wasn't the LSU that we know, but there's still a lot of talent uh, on that roster um, when you look at that. So that's why, you know, that's when you go back and look at that game. I think Florida gets penalized a whole lot and they should. I mean, I was very critical toward the end of last year and, and starting with that loss, the Alabama loss and the Oklahoma loss. Uh, but you know, when you look at a whole schedule, and what Florida is going to have to face. And the success, what Florida has had since Dan Mullen's first season, it's the, it, it's teams with talent, um, equal talent. Uh, in you know, he's done better uh, in those type of games. And don't get me wrong, LSU wasn't LSU last year, but – I still, still a lot of recruited talent in that roster, and Mullen's done well versus teams. He's more talented than, and that's why I look at, I go back and look at those three games: Bama, Georgia, LSU, because those are the only teams that are on Florida's schedule where talent they 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 can out talent Florida. You know, there's only two on this schedule: Bama and Georgia that have a clear recruiting advantage. If you just want to go by purely recruiting rankings, and when 24/7 Sports comes out with their team talent composite, both Bama and Georgia are going to be up there in the top. Three, four teams, uh, and they have a clear recruiting advantage. Florida, LSU were pretty close when it comes to, to team talent composite. Those are the only three teams that are on Florida's schedule. Last year, you had to throw Texas A and M on that schedule as well. So Florida had four teams on last year's schedule, and Florida lost four games. But of course, you know they did beat Georgia. The fourth loss came in the bowl game versus Oklahoma. But another team that was as talented as Florida when you look at basically team talent composite. So Bama, Georgia have that clear recruiting advantage. Florida and LSU kind of neck and neck there uh, in, in, in the team talent composite. LSU probably will take a couple steps up uh, when the team talent composite comes out uh, before the season starts uh, there. But, you know, Mullen has done well the last two seasons in beating the teams. Florida is more talented than, you know, the losses of the Kentuckys of the world. We, we don't see those. The Kentuckys and the Missouris that haven't happened since Dan Mullen's first year in 2018. 2019, your only two losses of the season, LSU and Georgia, the two teams that played in the SEC championship game, the two teams that had more talent uh, than you. Like I said, go back to 2020, teams you lost. You, you beat one team that had more talent than you, Georgia, but you did lose Alabama, you did lose LSU, and you lost Oklahoma uh, a, a, as well. So you, know, you look at it that way, and then Texas A&M, of course, early in the season, another team that has <laughs> similar talent, similar or more talent when we, we you go and look at it. So – Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South, I was doing some research uh, on this, trying to look for Phil Steele's top 25 and all that, and I come across his article um, where he's basically laying out the same thing, that Florida should be ranked and that it's an omission for Phil Steele not to include Florida uh, in his top 25. But Connor O'Gara from Saturday Down South had a great point uh, as well when I come across his article basically relaying the same message I have been here. He says, quote, What's bizarre is, is Steele's ranking, or lack thereof, seems to be based more on a three-game losing streak than the fact that in three years of the Mullen era, Florida only has two losses against teams that finished unranked. Say what you want about Florida's upside, the floor has still been proven to be worthy enough of a set-it-and-forget-it top 25 ranking. The Gators are riding a streak of 36 consecutive games played as a top 25 team. So, really good point there. Florida has... Florida only has two losses against teams that finished unranked. There you go. I I I think that's what that would be What LSU last year in Missouri in 2018. I'm assuming that's the two teams. I'm thinking off the top of my head, right? So there you go. Dan Mullen has still done a really good job of beating the teams he's supposed to beat. But when that talent, talent level raises and it's near or above Florida, that's, that's the games he struggled in. So, you know, got to get better there. But when you – to me, you take a look at Florida's schedule, and, yeah, you want to perceive it, it is going to be a little more difficult. You know, you are playing Alabama. You are playing LSU, the two most talented teams in the SEC West. You do play Georgia. That's three teams right there. The rest of the schedule should be pretty manageable, and as long as, you know, Florida and, you know, Mullen continue that trend of beating the teams that he's more talented than – then, you know, to me, I think you're only looking at two losses because I think you win one, at least one, of the Bama-Georgia-LSU trio. Got to get past that Kentucky-Missouri game, you know, whatever a lot of fans, a lot of pundits out there are pointing to those two teams out there that could maybe surprise in the SEC East. And, you know, you can't have that slip up versus those two teams. You have more talent. You got an experienced but not starting experienced quarterback so, you know, it kind of goes to the next point there while you know, it still says he sees heavy talent losses. And that's true. We know that's true. But I'll go back to my original point. That To me, that's he's saying that he doesn't believe Dan Mullen is a good enough coach to make up that difference in Dan Mullen's fourth season. And not just Mullen. I mean, to me, this also says there's no faith in Todd Grantham making enough improvements on defense. And look, I was very critical of the defense last season. You guys know that if you listen to the podcast. But there's very little reason not to expect some sort of bounce back to a 2018-2019. While still not a great defense, there was nothing special about 2018-2019's defense. It'll be better. You know, you get that defense even close to that, then it it helps the team overall. Um, You know, my wish going into 2020 was just better situational football for the defense where the bottom fell out. We didn't get anything (laughs) from the defense. It was better situational football versus teams like, LSU and Georgia and stopping those teams on third downs and and sacks and important parts of the games that was the step I was looking for the defense to take in 2020 we didn't get any of that so I get the worry about the defense but this is basically telling me keeping Florida out of the top 25 you don't believe Dan Mullen can coach his way out of losing Kyle Trask losing Kadarius Tony losing Kyle Pitts and you don't think Ty Grantham will rebound with his defense so, you know, maybe, maybe he weighs that three-game losing streak at the end of the season pretty heavy. I, I think it's – I was as critical as anyone about those last three games. The bowl game, not so much. <laughs> All the reasons we've talked about there. Uh, but really teams like TCU, Penn State, Arizona State ranked there. And The one I'll point out, LSU at number 17. And look, I have, no L- I have no issue whatsoever with LSU being ranked seventeen. But to have them ranked 17th and Florida not ranked at all, especially when it is said schedule strength is included, that makes little sense to me seeing as LSU plays in the SEC West. They play Alabama. They play Texas A&M. They have a tough schedule as well. So, uh, you know, what, what we saw from LSU on the field last year, and granted, I know a lot of people want to point to those two games they won at the end of last year versus Florida versus Ole Miss. Okay. Terrible two of the worst defenses in the SEC. I'll give LSU credit for winning those games. They had a lot of talent deficiency as well. They had a lot of guys sit out toward the end of the season. But for what we saw at LSU most of the season in 2020, if you're going to rank 2020, if you're going to rank LSU going into 2021 and have them as a bounce back team, but somehow still penalize Florida for maybe the end of the year and some talent losses. I I don't know what to say. I, I completely agree with that. Look, I'm not saying LSU should not be ranked. I think they should. I think there's too much talent on that roster. I think they'll have a bounce-back season. Nothing like what we saw in 2019. LSU would be a good team. LSU would be a top-25 team. But if you have them in the top-25, I don't see how you keep Florida out of the top-25. That's just where where I go with that. So – there we go. That's kind of my summary of why I kind of disagreed there with Phil Still, uh, I just uh, – I, I don't agree with it. I can't see, um, can't see ranking some of the teams he ranked and not having Florida in that top 25. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe it's some kind of – look, I don't really believe in whole locker room material and all that. I think that stuff kind of dies down um, once the ball's kicked off. Uh, I think it can help in preparation just a little bit. Um, but you know, I we'll we'll see there. Uh, I'll go into some of your comments here on YouTube. Uh Robin Dodd, pretty critical here. We almost deserved to start unranked after the Oklahoma game, though. That was our first look at the 2021 team, and was absolutely pathetic. Yeah, a team that practiced three times and had to replace their whole receiver core. Um, in that, in uh, a team that pretty much didn't. I mean, I go back to Dan Muller's press conference right after Alabama, right after the SEC championship game. And he pretty much told us that was going to be that team's last game. Uh, they didn't take practice all that serious. They were ready for the season to be over with after that LSU game or after that Alabama game. Now, look, I'm not saying that's right. We can, you know, critique that part all we want. I won't critique the game too much, but but I'll critique the situation. Yes, I mean, fans bought tickets to that game. Fans care about that game. Fans care about watching that game. We didn't get the best performance. We didn't get the uh, – You know, all about uh, uh, setting a standard and playing at a high level. You know, leading up to that game with players sitting out and not taking part uh, in in that game. But three practices with so much change on offense. I mean, we should have probably expected that uh, and what was going on there. So, uh, let's go into some more. Uh, uh, Sorry, guys. Trying to go through. Uh, Zach permenter hope i said that right zach uh defense has nowhere to go but up and the dan, and dumb dan Mullen will have a fully open playbook for the first time during his tenure at uf uh he also says i could see georgia beat Rider, ranking uf outside of the top 25 but i can't see anyone actually believing 26 other teams are better than florida at the end of the year that's that's pretty much where i go with it uh I just can't see 25 better teams, and some of the teams that you do have ranked, I just I just don't see better than Florida. That's pretty much where it goes. And to me, it's going to take five losses. It'll take five losses for Florida not to be ranked. I no, I don't see it with that schedule. They so, said so there's three team, there's three teams that you could save automatically. If if you want to, I won't say I won't say automatically. I think others out there will say it. There are three losses automatically for Florida because of George Bama. I don't see how you count LSU as an automatic loss, but a lot of people out there are just because the game's in Baton Rouge and they expect LSU to bounce back. Okay, I still don't see two other losses. Eight and four is going to keep Florida ranked. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that's what Florida will be. I'm just, I'm just putting out scenarios here for Phil still to actually be right about this, and I don't see it. Uh, Robin Dodd, obviously a publicity stunt. <laughs> uh, Fabian Tavares, hopefully I said that right, Fabian. Florida's easily a near top 10 team. <clears throat> Look, that's what we've seen in most preseason polls. In Florida there in that 12-13 range. I think that's what Athlon and Lindy's has. Uh Florida. feels <laughs> smoking some interesting stuff in office to influence the dumb choice. Florida's offense is still gonna be do- be good. The biggest unknown is the defense. Um all right. Um Robin Dodd said it depends on who the losses are to. Nah, maybe. I like I said, if you want, okay, say Florida does lose Alabama, Georgia, LSU, because that's what I'm pretty much expecting Phil still to predict there, uh, in in giving Florida an unranked finish, and then if one of the other ones is Kentucky or Missouri, which I think a lot of people are, I still I still don't see it with you know four losses there. Um, now don't get me wrong, what would at that point what would be the best win on Florida's schedule? You'd have to see the season play out. If you do lose. Lose versus Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and say lose to Kentucky or Missouri. What would what would be the best win on the schedule? <laughs> that's a that's an ugly thought uh, as well. So, uh but you know, like I said, I, I think it's all. I don't think it will come to that. And <clears throat> yeah, I think we'll see Florida finish the season ranked uh, and uh, prove Phil still wrong uh, on this one. And look, I, you know, Phil still's a good guy. You know, I've had him on the podcast before uh, a couple years ago. Um, you know, some people think it could be a publicity stunt uh, and, and all that. Uh, we'll see. You know, he's given Florida a lot of respect the last couple of years, uh, so we you know we'll we'll see where it ends up. I just don't think it will end up Florida as an unranked team. So, all right, if you're on Gators Breakdown Plus, hang on. I'll extend the episode just a bit. If you're not a member of Gators Breakdown Plus, please do so. Gators Breakdown. That's where you can join Gators Breakdown Plus if you haven't done so yet. Extend episodes there as I'll kind of. Keep uh, keep the interaction there with you guys. Uh, what you leave there in the chat, I'll extend the episode with here. So that'll do it for this thought of the day. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. You guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.